Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hey everyone, welcome to Marriage Helper Live today. I'm Kimberly Holmes. I'm going to be one of your hosts today. And I am joined by the beautiful, the wonderful, the amazing, <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world, Amber Nickel. Amber, I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you. I'm excited. This is a good way to start off our, our Monday is with you. Hey, that's <laughs> it's it's great. Seriously, I don't see it is good to office. start Monday with me. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, Amber, if you are familiar with Marriage Helper, if you've been around and talked to any of our, maybe our client relationships, and maybe some, of, maybe some of you have talked to Amber, had the opportunity to do so, she is on our team here. But more than being a member on our team, she's also one of our graduates of our mm-hmm. workshop. And just as a person all around, one of my dear friends, and I tell her all the time, she is the mom that I want to be like. My mom'spiration. I don't think she <laughs> believes me. I, I really I, don't. But I a hundred percent. This girl has it all together, but doesn't think she has it all together because she's just so real. You're just so real. Uh, yeah, and I try to filter it, but and <laughs> I have yet to, to to succeed in that. No, that's absolutely what I love. How was y'all's weekend? It was good. It was busy, and we were we're trying to soak in the summer with yeah. our kiddos. Um, as that that thing going around the Facebook right now, you have 18 summers with your kids. So oh god, I know it's a little dramatic, but um, <laughs> I know. But they're starting kindergarten, and it's like our last sweet yeah. summer before we really get into activities. So we just spent Aww. time with dad and and all that. Yeah. So, that's good. Back, back to Monday. Here we are. Back to Monday. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, I want to give listeners the chance to hear a little bit about your story. We're going to start taking calls here in just a little bit. But in case there's some people who are listening and your story sparks with them and they call and they want to have a question specifically to ask you, mm-hmm. then that's an awesome opportunity for people to have today. So uh, give a little bit of background, how you first found Marriage Helper, what your situation was like, and how you saved your marriage. Okay. So um, it's, I think it's been almost five years since I kind of came to the doors of Marriage Helper. And the pastor who married us um, was also just a family friend. He had mentioned um, Marriage Helper just in passing. It wasn't that we needed Marriage Helper at the time. And, but then the night my, my husband left me, my mom just, it just kind of sparked inside of her. She's like, Marriage Helper, we've got to find this organization, not knowing it was probably about seven miles from our house. And so um, we reached out to you and um, my husband had left. Um, he, we went from the white picket fence dream, so to speak, to I'm leaving. And he changed his phone number. He changed his address. I didn't know where he was the first 30 days he was gone. And, um, and we ended up going through the divorce process for about a year. Um, and, and for an entire year, all I heard was, I am done. I have no desire to be in part of your, any part of your life, which wasn't realistic because we had two very, very small babies. Mm-hmm. And, and we lived about five miles from each other. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, we're going to have to parent these little people together. And so, um, you know, I was at least trying to facilitate some type of conversation or, you know, dynamic with him that would at least be civil. And that just was not really working. But Marriage Helper in that year really taught me, okay, how do we navigate these conversations? And not just, not just these conversations, but the goal always was ultimately to save the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a very much a roundabout approach to, to getting to that place. Right. And so I eventually got him to the workshop. And he did not go willingly. He 
essentially went kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just made it clear to him, look, I, I will meet you halfway. I will honor this divorce. And I wasn't going to give everything into the, the divorce demands, but I was saying, look, I'll meet you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what I need from you. I need three days. Mm-hmm. And so he went. And by the end of the workshop, it wasn't, and I have to make this clear, it wasn't that he left the workshop in love with me. It wasn't, you know, I'm so sorry and I can't believe I did this to you, but it was, he saw the light of, I can see how we can put this back together. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's what happened. He moved home two months after the workshop and he's been home ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, this July, actually, yeah, next month, July 19th or 17th. Oh, in one month, sorry. Um, it'll be exactly four years since we came through the doors of Marriage Helper. Wow. Or five years, four years, yeah. So a lot has happened, um, but we're doing amazing. And yes, we still have disagreements. People say, oh, your marriage is perfect. No, um, I'm still me. <laughs> I still have my thoughts and, and feelings about things, and, and so does he. But now we know how to make it work um, because we were so hyper-focused on our differences and mm-hmm. how we weren't on, it felt like we weren't on each other's team. And Marriage Helper just kind of was able to put those pieces together in a way that nobody had to really change who they were but at least be able to be willing to understand where the other person was at. Yeah. In a way that's simple. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it, it just, when you're in it, it doesn't feel simple. No. And I think that's one of the reasons it's actually so hard to do because, Absolutely. because a lot of people walk or look at their relationship, look at their marriage and they say, this should be simple. This should be easy. Yeah. We shouldn't have to work so hard at being married right. at being happy with each other. And so then they're like, well, I must have married the wrong person right. or I need to be happy in another relationship or whatever that or might be. Or since it's so hard, this is, it just means it's not <clears> right. to be, it, it shouldn't be this complicated. Yeah. Therefore, therefore walk away. Separation divorce. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, even if you just look at, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit trail right now, but if you just look at some of the recent comments on our YouTube videos, that is what so many people are commenting saying, follow your heart. You shouldn't have to make someone love you who doesn't love you. You know, this life's better. too short. Life's too short. Happy. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, do you not realize that every relationship you enter into, there's going to be obstacles? That's just, I mean, even with your best friend, you have obstacles. Even in parenting, which is probably not the best analogy, but yes. at the same time, <laughs> you're putting in all this work, you're yeah. loving them, you're taking care of them, you're meeting your, their needs, or, yeah, their needs. Are your needs being met in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. when they're waking you up, you know, for a sippy cup or whatever? Um, but that's the same thing. But eventually, you know, there is a balance to that relationship mm-hmm. um, one day. And one day. Yeah. And so that's the same thing is that, you know, it, it is work. Yeah. Not always, but at times it is definitely at work. Times. That's what makes it worth it. Anything that's worth it will be hard work to have. All right. Well, let's start by taking callers. Does that sound good yes, to you? Yes, I'd love to. All right. Uh, for the people calling in and listening to us, you can call us at 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. And when you call, if you have a question that you want to ask myself and Amber, then please be sure to press the number one and our call screener will get to you and then you'll be put into the queue We are not going to be able to take every single call that we get today, so just be aware of that, but we want to get through as many as we can. So the first one that we're going to start with is John from Canada. John, can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. How can we help you today, John? Okay. I've been separated for 12 months. There's been a lot of pushing, arguing. I completed anger management, parenting, counseling, and uh, we've done a lot of vacations together, hangout, dinners. Then my wife become very distant, and Kelly basically I got a job in the city because I was out of work for eight months, and she didn't believe me that I got a job till I give her a benefit card. 
We hung out the other day at Father's Day for three hours. She bought me breakfast, and her and her son painted a birdhouse and sent me lots of pictures, stuff like that. We've been talking lots. And then I got a letter sent from her attorney to my attorney because she wants to finalize a divorce September 5th. Mm-hmm. So the question is, uh, I'm, we're meeting up tomorrow. She was open to meet up tomorrow just before parent-teacher interview, so just her and her, just me and her, and uh, seeing how I could basically come to counseling, the three-day workshop. I don't want mm-hmm. this to feel like a push and talk lots about the relationship because then she'll feel pushed and controlled and stuff like that, but uh, that's where I'm kind of at. So I'm kind of looking for some advice on this, what I shouldn't kind of talk about, but it kind of has to be talked about. So tomorrow, just to make sure I understand, so tomorrow she's wanting to uh, to address the what she wants the divorce agreement to be? Is that the point of the conversation? No, it's just about me and her talk. We've already seen the divorce uh, kind of stuff. She's brought that up, so it's now just okay. talk about us kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, hmm. I don't want it to feel like a push because if you jump right into the yeah. relationship, she's going to be like, no, I want a divorce. But I'm willing to give the divorce, so with the rules here, it's uh, – September 5th, she wants it. I can't stop it anyway. So. Who scheduled the meeting, you or her? Uh, Asked her if she'd be, meet up, be willing to meet up with a coffee, and she said, how about tomorrow at uh, 4.35 o'clock? I said, sure. Okay. And in so have you asked her yet about going to counseling, going to the workshop or something like that? And if so, what has her response been? So we did do counseling a few times. And yeah, okay. I do see, I actually seen more problems with the counseling than there was mm-hmm. with it. She has uh, mm-hmm. got her master's in counseling. Oh boy. So it's like <laughs> trying to, somebody she believes in, she's more educated than this person. Right. So she won't be willing to listen or open up to anything. Right. So yeah. the counseling didn't, didn't work, maybe made things worse. So what is your, what is your end goal here? I know you said you want to talk about the relationship and do what you can to try and stop the divorce before September 5th, but what is your goal for the conversation tomorrow? Uh, seeing what she's basically willing to get into and what she's willing to wanting to do on our relationship. We have a three-year-old son and uh, you know, the, communication hasn't been the best and I'd mm-hmm. like to go to communication and co-parenting like some kind of counseling on that before even getting into the relationship but I feel yeah. this is like the last real chance to talk to her about this stuff okay and why does she want out do you know uh I think the pushing and arguing that was the big thing okay. we're pushing each other and lots of arguing but I completed anger management did like a big program on it, it was like 11 weeks Mm-hmm. So I did lots of stuff like that, and I was always working out of town for basically 16 years. Gotcha. Oil, oil and gas, so it's always traveling. <laughs> I think this is probably a big assumption on my part, so do forgive me, but I think she's made herself clear where she stands in the marriage, at least for now, because the, she's requested that the divorce be finalized mm-hmm. on um, September, in September. Um, so at this point, um, I'd be willing to do a lot of listening, and you might have been doing that already. Mm-hmm. Um but I would be willing to do a lot of listening and I can't tell you what to say, but if it were me, I would say, you know, again, I, I understand how we got to this place. Um, I accept, you know, where we're at. Um, but my focus right now is us figuring out a healthier way to move forward for the sake of our, our child or children. Um, 
because mm-hmm. that is the most neutral. Um, even if somebody's being selfish, no one really is going to argue, I love the child or, you know, or so on. It's that's kind of neutral territory mm-hmm. um, for the most part. So I would just leave it at that and say, you know, again, my focus is us moving forward. I want to make sure that we, we continue um, having healthy uh, communication. If, if communication has improved, just saying, look, I want to make sure we, we continue with that. Um, could we go to something that would help us in that? You know, and at this point I have no interest in doing counseling. If, if you don't have interest in doing counseling, um, we don't offer counseling for, for specific reasons. Um, however, our workshop does help people. As, for instance, even my husband and I, um, when we were going through, through the workshop, I didn't ask my husband to go to save the marriage. I said to him, at minimum, we need to figure out how to have healthy communication um, and um, healthy coping me- mechanisms because at the end of the day, we are still mom and dad, and that's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that still, he was not enthusiastic about the workshop, that was neutral ground and that mm-hmm. he could stomach. And so that took a lot of uh, pressure off of him feeling like I've got to engage or work on something. And I will mention this last thing that if you're trying to get her to our workshop specifically, um, no one has to know why you're at the workshop. No one ever asks you what's right or wrong with your marriage. The only time we ever ask you what's right or wrong with your marriage is when you call into marriage helper, because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're equipped to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that takes the pressure off of a lot of the spouses. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, encourage me if I'm wrong, about 90% of the people at the workshop, it's a situation where there's a spouse who's reluctant to either work on the marriage or they're not willing to be accountable. They're saying, yeah, there's a problem, mm-hmm. but it's not me. It's you. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, do a lot of listening. Um, I would not try to fix anything in that conversation. Right. There's nothing to fix right now. Right. Um, but at least to plant something of going, hey, look, this is our common ground and keep reestablishing that. Do not reestablish any differences that you have. Yeah. She has enough of that in her own mind that yeah. she's aware of. Yeah, you're not going to. So tomorrow, you know, you're putting, I, from things you've said, it sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on you that tomorrow is this. It's, it might be my last chance. I believe that's the words you said. It might be our last chance to talk about it like this in person, whatever it might be. If you put too much pressure on yourself in that, then you might try and say everything you're thinking or feeling at one time, which, you know, your, your hesitation is I don't want to push her away or push her further away. And so yeah. I totally agree with Amber in the sense that um, do a lot of listening. Don't try and convince her to do anything tomorrow, but instead just try and figure out what is, and it, um, please excuse the word on this, but I don't know another way to say it, but what is the leverage that you might have here? What is it that she cares about? Is it, you know, does she care? Probably the best one you have at this point is your son co-parenting. If that is the opportunity you have, if that's what she cares about, if that, if that is what she's willing to make a move on, then then focus that being the intention of your conversation. I want us to be great co-parents for him. You don't have to hide your intentions, but you also don't have to broadcast them with a right a megaphone. I, I when of I wanting to save husband, the marriage, um, and not saying that my way is the right way. It just it just happened to work for me. But I would just say I. My way of being honest was, of course, I would love for things to be different, but I realize this is where we're at. Yeah. And so I was expressing that, yes, I would like for things to be different yeah. but instead of I'm desperate for the marriage to work right. because that would have just pushed him away even more. Yeah. Yeah. And even just starting the conversation by making sure you're putting her at ease. So starting the conversation with how have you been? How's life? you know, making her feel comfortable just talking to you. And then from that point, just start asking her questions of, you know, starting with what Amber just said could be a great opportunity saying, um, you know, I wish things were different, but we do have this son together. We want to co-parent well together. 
how can we figure that out together? What does that look like for you? And you're asking questions, you're listening, and make sure before you go, mm, I wouldn't make a decision specifically about what that has to be in that conversation, which then could lead to future conversations, but at least make sure that you trust whoever you're going to use to be your co-parenting guidance or whatever, because if you go to a counselor or to a workshop or whatever, this wouldn't be our workshop that would say anything like this, but you, the last thing you want is someone who's going to circumvent what you're trying to do by saying, no, you need to separate. She doesn't just need to be happy or whatever. Um, make sure that you choose the right kind of help to move forward with. And I know that could be an obstacle since she has a license or, you know, she studied counseling, has a master's in it. She's probably pretty well-versed and, um, you know, and things like that, but don't let that stop you either. It's just, it really is going to be a back and forth ebb and flow conversation. Um, if you do it well over time, that continues to evolve. Is that helpful, John? Yeah, it is. And uh, like, so we did do something like that. And then uh, the person kind of was talking about, we we're going to just do co-parent and communication. And then mm -hmm. they started trying to dissolve the marriage. And that's oh, when they mm -hmm. bring up all the past stuff and the arguments would be, you know, you're mm -hmm. kind of touching that real fine spot. Yeah. But I do understand that. And uh, like, I accept her situation and how she feels, but then I'd be like, I don't accept a divorce, but I do agree yeah. with how you feel and how you accept that. And I do say that. And she softens up and talks about her parents and because her parents have been divorced. Yeah. So I think that's been a lot of stuff. And that was a bad divorce. And uh, yeah. so her real mother talks, for some through me because she kind of blocked her out because she doesn't mm. want the divorce to happen because she's seen how bad it was and what it kind of mm. did to her versus her father yeah. wants the divorce because he went through it and kind of went off on the dating side and kind of did the deliverance whole thing mm -hmm. so there's like two yeah sides of the things it's complicated yeah. hey, that thing. but I do I do I do make sense to vote you know to open up to something and like yeah exorb what you're saying about talk about stuff that has to be talked about in which I've been kind of doing. And then she just dabbles into other stuff. So I was just going to say, John, that I do appreciate it. No, well, I'm glad you called. Out. I was going to say also, if you have, if you've spoken to a specific client rep here, um, either myself, Mark, Aaron, mm -hmm. Johnny, um, then um, you, you can even call back to them and, and, and try to get um, some more information. There's some emails that we have specifically for the reluctant spouse. So mm -hmm. I also call in and ask them for that information to share with your spouse. Absolutely. We're going to help you however we can, John. Thank you so much for calling. Going on to our next caller, we're going to go to Karen from Florida. Karen, can you hear us okay? Hi. Yes, I can. Hey, can Karen, me? how can we? I sure can. How can we help you today? Well, first of all, thank you so much. Um, Kimberly, you were the first video I found when I Googled my spouse is having an affair three days yeah. after I found out. And you and Dr. Joe, the whole team, you guys have been following you since November. Oh, um, wow. So thank you. Oh, thank, you for, <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that. That means a lot. Thank you very much. Um, my question, my direct question is, my my I found out about the affair in November. My husband moved out. Our mm -hmm. house sold, and he decided that it would be a good time for us to separate. The Limeran object is in another country. They've only met twice, um, but he was already very. He was like in I think phase two when I found out, and mm -hmm. he went ahead and moved two hours away to where we had been dreaming to move, and 
told me to stay put with the kids while he, quote, unquote, figured his head out. Over hmm. this time, we've been really close, good friends. We were good friends before that. The LO kind of came in with vulnerability on him. He was in a bad emotional place. And we've been trying to work on us. Well, the LO just visited, and the day she flew away on um, last Monday, he came straight to me and the kids and stayed a week. And hmm. just yesterday went back to his place and was drinking and telling me how much his head felt confused and he loved us and he wants us to move there. Now, we, he and I had talked about that sober, um, but here's my question. I really want, that was our original dream when the affair came about. And he and I have not given up on that dream, but he knows what, he, he, I have not told him that he's in Limerence, but he's showing That's all this, smart. you know, he, yeah. And I think he's kind of wobbling in like phase three. He was sharing mm -hmm. with me a lot of things with the LO that he didn't like this past week and complimenting me and being, we've just been really, really super good friends. And I've been following your smart contacts and your advice and it's been working beautifully. My Great. question is he, he wants to talk about us moving there. We're just renting a place right now. And so is he, we're both locked in leases until December. I want to show, you know, I understand that we should be under the same roof to make things work better. But mm -hmm. he also has asked for time alone, but now he's waffling and shifting. My question is, like, do I capitalize on that so that he doesn't get pulled back into phase two? Because she has pulled him back a couple of times. She's mm -hmm. really trying to get into this country, and she's really working on mm -hmm. him hard. Um, but I think he's starting to wake up to it. Um, mm -hmm. she's from a, she's from a poor country. Um, and she's married. Um, anyway. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, how do I, how do I engage him in hopeful conversations? I want to keep this line of communication going where we're thinking aspiration to be together to move forward with our family plans. We've got teenage mm -hmm. boys um, that she has been telling him they're almost adults and they don't need you. She's not a parent. And he has stopped saying that, which I think is really great. <laughs> he realizes that they're not almost adults. We've got another yeah. six, 13 year old son, but she's no, he's no longer listening to all of the things that she has been saying to him. And I think he's waking up to the fact that he has been worked by her psychologically and I want to be forward thinking and but there's also a lot of there were a lot of issues that made us vulnerable before mm -hmm. we're great friends crappy at marriage and um we've been married was he serious about you years. moving in yeah yeah now we can't move into his place because he bought he he signed a lease on basically I call it the bachelor pad it's a loft you can only sleep three people in there, um, and we have four and a dog. Um, so, so what are your hesitations? Him. I don't really have a hesitation. Um, I, I really want to do it, but right now I would have to rent a separate place. We couldn't move in with him. He oh, because the leases said, are until I December. Want, yeah. I have an opt-out. I can get out of my lease. He can't. I could okay. rent a place near him and hope that he sees the value in coming to us when his lease is up. Or 
we go a little bit more slowly and I talk him into, or not talk him into, but start talking. Maybe, maybe we just, instead of renting places, we buy a house when, you know, like we don't have to do this, but I don't want to push. Like he's only just beginning to talk about us coming there, which Mm -hmm. I think is really hopeful. Um, But there's, there's just, um, things feel still kind of delicate. He's, he's still in a, I mean, just as soon as she left, he was with us and now he's alone and he doesn't want to be alone. And we know that. Right. But I also don't want to descend into bad patterns that got us here in the first place. Um, yeah. Which is what we've well, both been working on over this past six months. Go ahead. Right. Well, again, to each his own. Um, we don't have to live with the consequences, good or bad, of what comes from y'all moving down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we encourage, if there's no physical harm or anything like that taking place or concern of that, then yes, the opportunity for y'all to be together mm-hmm. um, as a family, um, that is good. But we also want to make sure that, at least I would be, uh, I guess, hyper aware of this, is making sure that it's as as minimize the chaos in the process because moving, moving in general is stressful. Um, even when the marriage is good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, I will just say though, that, I mean, even if you moved into his place for a couple of weeks and saying, look, we'll move down there. And once we're, we transition, we can find a place that's better suited for me and the kids, but at least we're, we're down there. But I, I'm kind of jumping around and I apologize, but earlier in when you were presenting your scenario to, to us, I, I felt like I heard a lot of you, I think you were probably just trying to give background on the other woman, but I felt like in a way you were also focused on this other woman. And I just want to remind you that you are not in competition with her. I say this to my clients a lot. And even on this show, when I have the opportunity to be on, mm-hmm. um, you are not in competition with the affair partner. What you're in competition with is your past and the bad habits. So nothing really changes in terms of safe place, smart contact. I'm, I'm maybe stepping back a little bit on the smart contact because he is opening up to you and sees you as a safe place. Yeah. But the protocol really never changes that marriage helper. Yeah. Um, it's the foundational pieces, safe place, smart contact, pies, and so on. That always remains the same. But um, is that a great opportunity to move down there? Only you can make that call. But from what I'm hearing, yes, that's a great opportunity. Now, it doesn't have its, um, you know, not without its challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but you already have your challenges in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. So um, to me, I look at it as an opportunity for you to be in the home and for him to see the positive changes that you've made, not because this is all your fault, but you're the one who's willing to do what it takes. And we want him to see the value in being a family and not be so focused on the past of what's happened, but him, for him to see the value of the present, mm-hmm. but also of the future. Yeah. Of, of what's to come. Absolutely. So again, I, I know she comes from a poor country and all these things and she's been pushing him. So all the more reason to not be demonstrating what she's mm-hmm. doing to just back off and say, we would, this is a great opportunity. If you're serious about this, then this is something we could pursue. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, it's absolutely fair. And, you know, you mentioned something that is something a lot of people maybe don't say as quick as you did, but in the sense of, well, I know that there's bad habits that have been, you know, I don't want our marriage to go back to what it used to be. There's still things that have to be worked out and fixed and that's normal. It sounds like you are letting that stop you though, or at least give you some fear to stop you of, well, what if we do move down there and we uproot our family and and I put them there and then all of these terrible things happen. But what if you move there and it all goes wonderfully? And that's what I would encourage you to think more on those lines of, yes, see the obstacles. Don't try and act like they aren't there, but look for the opportunities of them. 
again, maybe this is an opportunity of, okay, um, maybe we should, you know, forget the fact, like, let's just pay for those last six months of his apartment, but go ahead and move in together. Is the money that important? Or can you just look at it a different way? And again, I don't know the answer to that, but whatever, um, whatever y'all end up deciding, whatever you decide, we're here for you every step of the way. But thank you so much for, for calling Karen. Thank you, Karen. We're going to go to our next caller, which is Joe from Texas. Joe, how can we help you today? Oh, I'm good. Give me a second. I'm just trying to prepare my phone for this. Yeah, I can hear you how though. You? Good. How are you doing? Good. How can we help you? Um, so I don't feel like my marriage is, you know, my wife is at the point right now where she wants a divorce or anything. I think we've made a lot of progress uh, since around February when she did tell me she wanted out. She told me she didn't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um been a crazy last about seven months she just started working uh something she hadn't done in about 12 years been the same being a stay at home but she's a very uh beautiful woman very you know uh, bubbly you know very friendly um but she started working somewhere a bunch of the, the men there very well industry and um you know these guys are immediately drawn to her and i've been trying to tell her you know like you know just you know, keep, you know, your, your reputation, you know, crazy industry, things like that. And, um, you know, but I did notice she started, you know, talking with a, with one guy, um, a lot who, you know, had a very close office with her. You know, I started having issues with that. Um, and I found out, you know, through checking her phone, you know, just, you know, that she was, removing text messages and things like that. And um, I never saw anything inappropriate, just, you know, that one time when I had asked her not to speak to him, you know, unless it was for work, like, I really didn't. Like, that was the one person I told her, like, I'm really not comfortable with this one guy, you know. And she's saying that that's why she started deleting, you know, the thing, because she knew how I would get and um, just didn't want to have to deal with it, that it's just a friend, whatever. And... You know, there's no reason to be jealous. Um, so it kind of became a big thing for the last few months, you know. Um, and um, I decided, you know, until very recently, a couple of weeks ago, that, you know what, that when I started this course, I was very confused on how to handle my emotions about this whole thing. And, you know, I bought the course and I started doing it and I really started realizing how how I really want a lot of control and and a lot of things. And especially because it was always really just me as far as the head of the household and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I finally kind of told her last week, you know, Hey, you know what? Like, um, I just want you to know, you know, clean slate. I trust you. I love you. I know that you've never done anything to make me doubt you. Um, I, I can't control what, how those guys are and all that, but, you know, I just want you to know that this is how it makes me feel. And, um, mm-hmm. I hope that you make your, you know, your decisions based on, on how, how I feel and, you mm-hmm. know, what's best for our marriage. And, you know, she was, she really liked how I brought things, you know, up and, and, um, you know, that was kind of that. But then, then I, again, I went through her phone and, you know, I saw I just been messaging her. Does she know that like you're that. going through her phone? Yes, she does. She'll, um, you know, she'll be by me and, like, 
because we have our kids, right? And so we're posting stories or whatever, and like I'll see mm-hmm. a message pop up, and I'm like, oh, like I was like, can I read that? And mm-hmm. she's like, kind of like, um, yeah, I guess, you know, that type of thing. And I'll just check it, and I'm like, dude, like, I this guy like constantly wanting to, you know, talk to you, reach out to you, like, she's just, well, you know, we get along. I'm like, okay. So the like so the thing, issue is like still. So, so this is Amber. I'm so sorry. I was just trying to understand. So you're asking, how do you interact with her to not, to not appear controlling or not to come up across as controlling? Or yes, uh, I, yes, I exactly. Am I in the wrong to to have issues with this? Like you know, she's done nothing wrong in my opinion, other than you know the kind of being a little bit like deleting and things like that. But I haven't actually like I have nothing to say. Hey, you know, you've done wrong, and this this is all very new to me. So just trying mm-hmm. to. Um, well, I think what you did last she did, week. She had, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think what you did last week was was perfect. You said this is how it makes me, or whenever you did it, this is how it makes me feel. When you do that, you said she responded well to it. My, um, I mean, from this point forward, if you continue to treat her like she is being shady. <laughs> I mean, no one likes yeah. it. So if there if there's still a lack of trust on your part and a lack of, um, and that's how you treat her, then no one's going to be able to just be fine with that for forever. I mean, even, um, you know, my husband and I are in a really good spot right now, but if, if every time I got a text message, he was like, can I read that? <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah. back off. Yeah. Like, what, why do you want to read it? Do you not trust me? And so I always mm-hmm. err more on the side of give trust until you have a reason not to. And other than the fact that you don't like it, which I get, I mean, you, I don't think you're in the wrong to not like it, but other than if you don't have any proof that she's doing anything wrong, then I don't know that you should continue to trust, have trust issues. Right. And especially after last week, I right. said, I trust you. Oh, the, yeah, there you go. Right. And so, <laughs> and right. so there's, so I, and, yeah. and I would feel kind of in this, this weird space as well, which is, okay, if these text messages keep coming in and there's yeah. the, the deletion of these messages. But if you said to her last week, I trust you, mm-hmm. it, talk is cheap, as mm-hmm. they say, actions speak mm-hmm. louder than words. And while right. as much as, you know, we can't be hyper-focused on her, we have, the thing that you need to be controlling is why owe you, you. Um, and so right. there's nothing wrong with control. Self-control yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so you're totally, we, I totally understand what you're saying, but at yeah. this point, I think it's more of a waiting game to keep being consistent in what you're learning in the online course. Yep. Um, which is focusing on you and, and giving her reason to really mm-hmm. re-engage in the marriage and want to have just general dialogue, not even about the relationship, but just about life Yep. to keep working through that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you know what to do, to do, Joe. And as long as you keep doing those things that you know to do, that you're learning, that you're implementing, you'll continue to see more of a change, not just in your relationship, but also in yourself, which then your wife is going to notice. So just keep doing that. Just to echo what Amber said, continue to work on you. And I think, I think that it'll end up working itself out somewhere or another. Yeah. I, I think, you know, kind of hearing it, <laughs> speaking it out loud, definitely. I'm like, man, like I, I kind of backpedaled on my own, you know, what I said and you, you nailed it. I feel like um, I, I mean, I was like at a, man, I was at a scary place about a month ago. I was just very, very highly suspicious and things like that. And I yeah. control my, you know, my suspicion. And, um, yeah. but I, I, I mean, it's, 
I, I did apologize to her even after this like, last, like, hey, can I see that? And I got upset or whatever. I was like, look, That's I'm good. sorry that I, I made you feel, you know, like I didn't trust you and I made you feel like it was your mm-hmm. fault for, you know, having any communication with, with other people yeah. or having a friend. I was like, I, I have, you know, my own, you know, you know, I told her I have my own, you know, things I'm working through and, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. And she was like, no, I, I, I thank you for apologizing. Um, you know, I really, really, there's nothing there, you know, and she's like, and I'm sorry. I know she told me, she's like, look, I acknowledge that I made you cause I was never insecure or anything like that. And she was like, I realized I made you, I had a big role in that when I told you I didn't love you, but she's told yeah. me since then, she's like, I do love you. I do want our marriage to be great. And I want us to, to yeah. be good. She's like, I'll continue to, you know, like keep that into consideration, like what you feel, you know, and all the other things. Cause yeah, it's kind of a lot, a lot of things kind of changed this last, you know, few months. And so, yeah. So thank you all so much. I appreciate, I thank appreciate you, Joe. the help and the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you're, you. Have you're doing day. awesome, Joe. Thank you so much. He is. I do think he's doing the right. He knows what to do. Hey, just like all of us, we just get caught in that mind game of, I know what I need to do, but what if, <laughs> what if, I, I I need I know but I get it I always need an accountability partner yeah we um, all do and and that's at least what I find the online course to be yeah is just giving perspective of, of what needs to be done and what shouldn't be done so yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely all right our next caller is going to be Bob from Washington Bob how are you doing today good how can we help you um how are you doing doing, doing pretty great um I've been wanting to I've been you and I have communicated back and forth uh, through emails and stuff. And I was wondering, you know, I'm the one that uh, has been married for 41 years and my wife is on a no contact. And mm-hmm. you had a podcast, uh, I believe it called for do Christians separate. And mm-hmm. I think in that, that you, you kind of relate to going to a friend of hers to possibly work, try to figure things out is, is that an, a good idea? I know we have attorneys, but um, would that hurt me in doing that? Or what do you think? Trying to think of what, where we might have said that. So in terms of like an intervention? Yeah. Okay. All I remember right. the three-part series that you did on Should Christians Separate um, in those videos. Good, because right now... <laughs> I personally don't I personally don't remember her saying at least in those videos. Yeah. I know in the intervention uh, material that we do have, mm-hmm. that is definitely an option. Um, you have. Go I ahead, think I know. What I was going to say, um, but you have mm-hmm. to also ask yourself: Is it worth it? If, if that's yeah. if that's an avenue you're going to pursue, because you have, if, and especially if there's no contact or very limited contact, or only if through mm-hmm. the attorneys, right? You have to be very very careful of is this right. worth the the one avenue or the one chance I have? Is this worth the potential blowback or gain that I'm going to get. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. So I believe in that video, I was more so talking on the lines of um, if your husband or wife is just not listening, they refuse to listen, then it could be an opportunity for you to try and get someone that they respect, like um, a pastor or a friend, a mutual friend of the two of you to just try and talk to them. Um, More so in the sense, not 
but it's not to get information from the friend. So you never want to put someone in between you and your spouse that, that you're putting as like a triangle, uh, you know, that third point in the triangle to be a go between between the two of you or to try and get information from them. And here's why it's going to blow back in your face. Your wife is probably not going to appreciate that. She's going to feel like you're trying to control her or spy on her or uh, manipulate her or, you know, there's a ton of things that that could go wrong with that. And so instead, the avenue, if you choose to take that, and like Amber said, this is a, you have to really weigh pros versus cons here. Um, if it's a last ditch effort, if your wife will not speak to you, if there's, and especially if there's um, kids involved or, or something where you need to work something out, you need to try and talk together, um, then you could possibly use a third party like a friend as an asset for you, but more in the sense of, will you please, you know, just try to encourage her to talk to me? Not, will you tell me what she's doing? Will you tell me what's going on? Um, that's not going to work. That's not going to work in your favor. But that typically is what we want to do. Like we want to use that third party, especially when it's the easiest, it seems to be the easiest way. That's what we want to do. Yes. And I do agree with that. I just tend to err on the side of caution yeah. when it comes to intervention because a lot of people, yeah. or it, maybe that's not even the right word, but mm -hmm. still, I'm just going to call it that, um, is that a lot of people go, oh, well, I haven't tried that yet. Let's check that off oh, the list of yeah. what I've tried. Right. And so I have a lot of clients calling in, well, I saw your intervention material. Right. That is, to me, for a, maybe more specific scenarios or, you know, yeah. where there's other things happening. Um, and And I just, you just have to ask yourself is this worth right. what will come from it Right. Um, for the very reasons Kimberly mentioned of yeah. how will your wife interpret it? And what we see work really well is the process that we teach, of course, in the Save My Marriage course, but also and some of our YouTube videos talk about it as well, implementing smart contact when you have a spouse that's disengaged, that wants out of the marriage. And what's really easy is for us or a person in that situation is to look at their own situation and say, well, mine, that won't work for me because, and then they list all the reasons that their situation is unique. And it's not that we don't care because we do, we absolutely care about the fact that your situation is unique, that what you're going through, it's hard. However, this works for every situation. It does. We even had a client, um, and I forgive me, but they accepted a job over um, in the Middle East. It was like a contract job. Mm -hmm. And even with their spouse accepting a job and moving so many miles away, um, they were going through the online course and doing safe place, smart contact. Mm -hmm. So anytime, even if there's no contact or even a no contact order put in place, mm -hmm. the rules still apply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Work on you. Right. It's not because there is no answer. That's it's because that is, the that answer. is the answer. That is the answer. And so, you know, that's what we encourage you with Bob, um, you know, continue going through the course. I know that you have been working through that, continue doing those things, implement the smart contact. Don't try and look for the loophole because <laughs> it's going to backfire on you. Our next caller that we have is Joy from Delaware. Joy, how can we help you today? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my you. question yeah. is, um, my husband and I, we've been separated for seven months. Um, when we have a conversation, um, he doesn't talk about our relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, we can have a conversation about everything else, the children, the house, but when it comes to having a conversation about us, it's a big argument. I asked mm -hmm. him, do he want us?
to work on our marriage? He said yes, but we can't have a conversation about our marriage. I, I, I'm trying to figure that out. Hmm. So what is it that you're looking – what is your specific question for today? How to get him yeah, to talk do, about your marriage? How, yeah, how do I get him to talk about us? You know, he's spending all his all the conversation we have together is about mm-hmm. the house, like little trivial things. But the mm-hmm. main thing that he fails to talk about, how are we going, what are we going to do to work on bringing our marriage back together again, healing from his infidelity? You know, he, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk on that. Right now, yeah. and we're waiting for him to get his paternity test. That's on hold, and he, he, to me, I think he's just sweeping everything on the car, under the carpet, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to talk about these little things that's not relevant to our relationship. Why do you think that is? Well, he doesn't want to deal with the issue of the problem, but you sending mixed signals. You you say you yes, you want to work on our marriage. But mm-hmm. then I'm asking you how are we going to do this? How are we going to move forward? Mhm. And, and how long has the you know, affair been over? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's been over for some years, but we just okay. found out that this young lady is alleging to be his gotcha. daughter. So it brought gotcha. everything out of the woodwork again. Gotcha. That's difficult. No, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Just one last question. I apologize. Um, when a couple of years ago, I guess when the affair was over, was there ever any conversation about what had happened, or was it just that he Good kind question. of reengaged in the marriage and mm-hmm. we're just going to keep moving forward? Well, um, during that process, when he um, told me that he had this affair, we were already going through a marriage counseling, and he had said, okay. you know, he had this affair. But never once he talked about there was a baby involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all I can say is that a couple of things, and I can't make any assumptions for your husband, um, but I will say that personally when my husband and I were reconciling, um, my man my, or my husband is a man of few words, and I knew that um, as we were going through the reconciliation process that also I had to give him time. But there were also some things that he just didn't feel like we needed to talk about. It wasn't that he really was running from any issues um, or anything, but it was just like I, I didn't even know that was an issue for you or a burden for you. Um, the affair in itself, of course, but in terms of um, the specifics of it, there were certain conversations that I, I wanted to have, and he, he just it never occurred to him. And there were certain topics about the affair that, he just wanted to avoid because mm-hmm. it was, I'm here, I'm present, I'm in the marriage. What else do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that is, those weren't his exact words, but essentially that was the sentiment. So um, if, if you, if you've gone through any of our resources, um, I maybe would consider to consider at least going forward, at least you working with a coach, but um, it's important that he knows that you're a safe place because I, I the reason why I was asking, mm-hmm. have you talked about this in the past was, what was your response? I mean, were you a safe place or was it this attitude of how dare you hurt me so much, which would be completely valid. But if he feels like I'm not going to engage in a conversation like that because I'm not going down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I already know who the bad guy is and I have, and he also might have his hurts in, about the marriage as well. And so it's just kind of this, 
we're not going to get anywhere. So we might as well just keep moving forward, handling business affairs, the home, the, the bills, whatever, and move on with it. Um, but I do agree that there is no resolve, at least for you right now. Um, but since I haven't talked to your husband, it's hard for me to, you know, understand where that's coming from. But um, I'm sorry, Joy, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I understand that. Yeah, it, I, I was the one that blew up and everything. But aside from that, but if you're telling me that you want to work on the marriage, you're not even, you're not even giving options. Oh, let's, you know, let's go for dinner. Let's go for a walk in the park. You're, you're not doing any of that. You're not even trying to mm. put the pieces back together. You're living in one state. I'm living in the other. Your communication mm. is through text only. So how how can we? If you're telling mm. me that, okay. that, yeah, that makes, Joy, that I makes go, more sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you, yes. you want to go, you, you're willing to go to um, counseling. You're willing to do this, mm-hmm. but you're not showing me that this is what you want to do. I right. Mean, you're you saying, like, why don't you just them. move home first, and then we can start talking about it and working it out, right? Well, you don't even have to move home. But it's just that, say, oh, okay, why don't we meet this weekend? Why don't we, mm-hmm. or just, you know, have a conversation on the phone. Oh, maybe, you know, we should do this. Or, or remember we used to, something to say that, yeah, you're trying to bring it together. But gotcha. yet still, you're, you're texting and um, you're talking about things that don't matter. I said, we matter. Mm-hmm. Everything else can wait. Our marriage is more important than anything else. Yeah. He doesn't. He don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to do, and I'm getting frustrated. And so yeah. when I get frustrated, I try not to answer his texts. And when I do answer the text, it's just maybe a one answer question, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you and know, I don't know I, if I'm wrong for doing that. I don't. I don't know if I'm on the right track. Or, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know, know that do. you're wrong, actually, Joy. I think that I agree, and I 100% agree with the fact that you should not be communicating through text messages only, or even text messages the majority of the time. It should be, you know, there has to be either face-to-face communication or at least get on the on the phone. And so, again, filter this through what feels right to you, what you feel like is going to work for your marriage. But at least where I would start with this. And Amber, you can feel free to jump in at any point. Is I would at least just start with with setting some kind um, of boundaries, not hard boundaries in the sense of like you know we're not trying to make it uh, really difficult to do, but at least starting with hey, I want to talk to you, even if it's not about our relationship. Like let's just start getting in the routine of talking about our days, you know how you're doing, what's going on in life, but I'm not going to do it through text messaging. So let's just try and talk once a day, once every other day. I don't know how often you're currently talking. And just, I would say, start there. Because we're, right now we're just looking for small victories, small baby steps towards, um, you know, having conversations, having conversations in person, having conversations where he lives in the same house with you. I mean, that's, that's where we're working towards. What would you add to that? I would say that that's necessary step and it feels so um, elementary because you're like, we've been married for so long. We built this life together. I understand that, but we Mm -hmm. have to go back to the basics Um, for whatever reason, he's not wanting to engage. And and again, this is going to be hard because you've been walking this out for so long, but you have to engage without any expectation. And it's not because we don't want things to progress. 
mm-hmm. but it's because anytime you specifically have expectation, um, you're only going to repeat, you're going to cre- keep yourself in this cycle, which is you mm-hmm. get frustrated. You don't say a lot. He doesn't have opportunity or you don't have opportunity to engage with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just kind of keep making the circle smaller and smaller and smaller to where yeah. there's no reason to have contact. Right. And so we just don't want to exaggerate or exasperate that issue um, because we are still in, in a way in such a, a delicate situation. Um, and we have to be as much as we want to be sensitive to your needs. We have to be sensitive to where he's mm-hmm. at and what his comfort level is. It was yeah. a conversation. Yeah. But we appreciate you calling in. And, Thank um, you so much, Joy. Yes, absolutely. Have a good rest of the day. However else we can help, we are absolutely here for you. Moving on to Christine from Alabama. Christine, can you hear us okay? Hi. Yes, I can. Hi. All right. Uh, okay. Um, my husband, it, it looks as if he is an addictive affair. It's not disclosed, and he's becoming more and more distant. Um, the time-wise... Um, what happened was he had a crisis, and he is a recovering um, um, addict. He's been clean about four years, and mm-hmm. there was a um, there was a crisis, and so um, I saw I felt uncomfortable, and I I checked his phone, and I before the crisis, and um, he was having some kind of flirty emotional um, crush on somebody he worked with, and then later on it came out that he was hitting on some girls he was in a rehab situation where he was the manager of a store so mm-hmm. um but i didn't hear about that until after um he had taken some time and then um pulled away and then they asked him to go to marriage counseling and counseling and he didn't do it so he went mm-hmm. into depression he was on medication for um antidepressant which caused the ed and so we've not had relations for four years I see that mm-hmm. he, from reading, he has a, a symptom of uh, anorexia, also intimacy. So it's very complicated. So since this, we've not had any sexual um, intimacy. And when I was doing some research, it looks as if um, he is in this. He he. I think he's sexually acting out, and it, it looks as if there's some. It, it's um, it's been about a year. And he would say, I could see that he was facilitating back and forth. And um, one time he even said, I need to do, I have more things to do after work because, um, and I need to stay with Christine. So up until, and um, and I've not always been a safe person because I really reacted, um, overreacted. I am mm-hmm. in, um, I am in part of Ethanon, so it's helping me in my recovery and for my own issues. So, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure he's taking more time or coming home after work and then all day gone Saturday. And um, but now he's not calling back and saying, "Hey, I'm so and so." And matter of fact, I even had one time a while back said, "You know, Mike, you know, you're, you're there's lies and you're having a secret life." And, of course, he gaslighted me. So um, now I just try, and he has mentioned a divorce a couple times, and then last time I said, you know, um, I, maybe we need to, if you help me move back where we were, which was near um, my fa- our family, or my family, side of family. And then he said, uh, no, we'll just move forward. So I think part of him is trying to do that, but at the same time, um, I think, I just think that the he's in phase two limericks because I just see he's just more and more away 
and distant. And um, we still go to church together on Sunday, but there's no touching. There's not really much of Did you know of, um, he had a secret life, or did you say he had a secret life? I said I suspect he had a secret life. But you told to him. Be. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, that's and, what, and, and he and didn't I react well to that. No, and not only that, but see, the, it, and there's where I, I'm having a problem. I'm trying, you know, I used to react. Just like he knew I was, I snooped a year ago. I was like frantic mm-hmm. because it was like this behavior is so different. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I know what alcoholism and drug act, act, you know, looks like. But this is just um, really, really hard. It's really hard. Okay, so, and did you also um, tell him that you thought that he was anorexically intimate? No. Mm-mm. No. He okay. wouldn't even know. No, I did not. Mm-mm. I've not, so I've not we, even mentioned that at all. Okay. That's probably smart. And what did, what, what do you mean when you say he gaslighted you? I know what the phrase means, but I don't understand how um, he could have like done I'm that. Crazy. Like I'm crazy. Like, cause I had, I had said, um, I I said, are you, is there somebody, are you having, and he said, no, you're crazy, Um, you're getting older, Um, you know, I'm not doing anything, and, you know, there have been times where he said he was someplace where he wasn't, Um, so, or, so, um, I know I'm sounding like I'm, I'm the research expert, and I'm not, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to take the focus off of him, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does sound like you're trying to fi- figure out what's wrong, maybe to the extreme yes. where you're and I understand yes. where you are hurting and you want a solution. We want to our brains, our brains want to know why we want to know why something is happening. Fill in the gaps. Yeah, and we yeah, exactly. we'll fill in the gaps with other stuff. And so I, you know, I completely understand where you're coming from, where I am and just listening to you as a complete unbiased third party to both of you. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate and ask, well, okay, what if he's not having a secret life? What if he's actually, um, what if his lack of wanting to have sex isn't coming from the fact that he's having an affair, but what if it's something mentally he's going through physically he's going through? I mean, you know, you said the thing about the medications. And so what if it really is that he is telling you the truth but he doesn't feel that he can be open with you about it because he feels like you're going to tell him something's wrong with him to try and figure out what the, what the, what the fix can be. I think you're coming from a good place. I absolutely do. But I'm wondering if your approach is coming across the wrong way to him and it's causing him to become more distant. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. I I, I believe I've seen some, you know, hair on laundry um and just different thing just like there was a, a cigarette case female cigarette case in the truck i don't look anymore i just don't i just um try Good. and uh, yes and so because it's only going to mm-hmm. push push and right. so yes yeah, so i know i need to work on me i'm not sure Mm-hmm. Um, and right now when he comes in, I just say, Hey, welcome home. I try and make, have a meal. I try and, but I, I don't want to come across as a doormat either, but I'm not trying right. to a- attack him or just confront him because it's not going to do any good right. anyway. Right. 
So well, and the thing that uh, Christine mm-hmm. and I actually spoke last week on oh, the phone. Um, and hey, Christine, this is Amber. And hey. um, and so hey, when we spoke briefly, it was even if all these things were taking place. The other mm-hmm. side of that is even if this was all. It, I'm not mm-hmm. saying him pulling back, but in terms gotcha. of anorexically intimate and all those things, it's still in a sense doesn't change what you need to do because what we're teaching you is to have healthy coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's yes. the whole point of some of the resources I sent over to you. It's not to negate, Hey, these potential issues or potentially an affair or secret life or so on, right. but it's to say, this is what you can control. And this is how you can still make a difference. Even if that is, taking, even if it's not taking place, what we do know is that he um, is not as engaged in the marriage as you are. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason. Right. And so we don't change how we combat that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just wanted to add to that. So it doesn't change mm-hmm. again on um, what their what diagnosis he has had in the past or what he you. It, what you. you think is going on. It's just we still have to to be concerned about how Christina's push, which you that's why you called in. Yeah. Um. So just don't dismiss yeah, the absolutely. material that was over to you last week. Okay. Yeah, I agree okay. with Amber 100%. Christine, I would start. It sounds like you, you know, over the past week, you or however long it's been, you've been starting to implement some of those uh, better mechanisms of I'm not going to snoop when he comes in, I'm not going to maybe accuse or attack or whatever it is. But really, just to echo again what Amber said, focus on you. Look into those resources we have where we talk about uh, the pies, working on yourself physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. Because when you're focusing on being the best you that you can be, then you're not going to be so caught up in overanalyzing every little thing that he might be doing. And it's coming from a place of hurt within you. It absolutely is. You have great intentions, but they're not going to pay off the best way when you could use that same effort using, putting that into your pies, which is going to make the biggest amount of change in you and in your marriage in the future going forward. So that's my encouragement. Keep talking to Amber, keep um, using those resources that she's sending you. And we are here for you. However, however we can help. Yes. No, thanks for calling in, Christine. Thank you so much. Well, Amber, that is our time. I'm sad. It flew. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun with I need another reason to come back and see you. Right. No, it's true. Well, um, Amber, what what are some final things that you have to to say to our listeners today? Bottom line, if there's anything we could take away, and this is really for all the callers, Mm -hmm. as much as your pain is real or even the situations that you're navigating are Mm -hmm. real, the focus has to be on you. And Mm -hmm. we don't do that because we don't care about the other issue or what's Mm -hmm. happening. It's because if you start focusing on what you can contribute to the situation um, or what you can take away from Mm -hmm. your behavior in terms of control or or things like that, um, that is going to make the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, and, and again, people think I'm just saying that because that's not the answer or there is no answer or the answer is so complicated. That is a big part of the solution Mm -hmm. is what can you control? I mean, it's hard. Um, but another thing I say to my clients is, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be married? (laughs) If you want to be married, then implementing, you know, smart contact, self-control, all the other principles that we teach here at Marriage Helper, that is what has to happen for, um, for a change to, to, to happen. That's good. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on. Thank always, you so much. always love getting to spend time with you and your family. <laughs> they're not here, but they're cool too, just so everyone knows. All right, guys, please subscribe to us on YouTube where you can find the latest new videos we're posting every single week on on topics that people are searching for, that people are asking for answers to. We have some awesome ones. I can't, Jesse, what was last week's topic? Do you remember? 
oh, well, how to deal with your spouse's complaints about you. So when your spouse, when your husband I or wife has a, com- yeah, <laughs> when they have a complaint about you, which it happens, yes, this is marriage, this yes. is life. Um, how do you, how do you handle that? How should you handle that? That's our latest one that we have. We'll be uploading a new one this week as well. So be sure to like us on YouTube, subscribe, and then you can always give our office a call at 866-903-0990 and visit our website at marriagehelper.com, which, side note, is going to look completely different next week. Oh, I'm excited. So exciting. So be sure that you check it today and next Monday. So that'll be exciting. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. We're here for you. Until then, have a great week. We'll see you next time.